0: 7:14 now, Tuesday morning, March 7th, a gray start. Going to be hot today and into the foreseeable future. Wish I could tell you differently, but that's the way it's going to be. Matt Dennis joins us now. We've been trying to talk to Matt for a while, but he's been busy, and we appreciate his time. Bail agent, electronic monitor provider. Good morning, Matt. How are you?
1: Very good morning to you guys.
0: Um, there, I think, is a lot of confusion for people that are not involved in the system as to what bail is, how it works, et cetera. And for those that are in the system, I think they know very well how it works. And I'm trying to bridge that divide. So tell me a little about yourself first. How did you start in the business and what do you do now?
1: I am, listen, I've been in New Orleans for 30 years. I came here in 1993 uh, with two small daughters while serving in the United States Navy. I was an avionics person. I was working on things like GPS and radar and stuff. Um, all over the world, do for the United States Navy. I I landed in Belchase because I, I I chose New Orleans simply because I had a boat. Belchase is place to put a boat.
0: is God's country, Matt. I know it, because I yes, live there. Is. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, I and that. I and I moved there at a time before um, La Palco was. Well, you know, thirty years ago, there right. was a lot of trees. The oh, New Orleans yeah. has done a lot of changing, Me too. and I've. And I've raised a family of eight children here. I've I've made this my home. I was supposed to be here for three years. I never left. I've been here for thirty. I wouldn't leave this place for anything. I mean, I love New Orleans. I love the Greater New Orleans area, and I love Louisiana.
0: You and I moved to Belchase about the same time, Matt. Um, yeah. Let's talk about um, the the business itself. So, what happens? I get let me walk. Let's do it this way. I get arrested for burglary. And I go to the hearing and presuming that the assistant district attorney doesn't say, "Ah, eh, just give the stuff back and we'll let you go. Presuming that doesn't happen, um, they say, okay, bail set at uh, – is there a difference between bail and bond, first of all? No. Okay. So your bond is set at $10,000. That means if I post what, I can get out of jail.
1: Well, first of all, you said burglary? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, post the Susan Guidry era, that person would be rewarded for their conduct, and they would be released R.O.R. Stop for a second. Explain that for me.
0: Susan Guidry was a council person back in the day. Yeah, Susan Guidry
1: was a former um, chairperson of the criminal justice committee. And you know, if you don't mind, I want to do this. No, I want to.
0: That's why you're on, Matt. Right. I want to give you a,
1: a clear understanding what what bail is. Bail, there's three types of bail defined in the Louisiana Revised Statutes, and that's property, commercial surety, or cash. Generally, when by law, every judge must set all three. You, you have to give the defendant— the accused, a choice between one of those three forms, and they can't prejudice the other. So what that means is you can't set a $25,000 commercial bond and a $250 cash bond. And the reason why is because they want to make sure that the private citizen doesn't become a victim of the government. They want to give the private citizen choice on how they get released. You could use your pastor, you could use your grandmother, you could use your own cash. Now, a person. Matt, let me a, let me
0: slow you down a little bit because, and you have to come back because we're not going to get all this done today. But when you say property, that means you can put up a piece of property that's worth twenty five
1: thousand. Put up your mom's house or your grandma's. Right, you can use in Orleans. You're required to have a piece of property in Orleans Parish. Other parishes don't require it to be local. It could be any property.
0: Commercial security but, means what? commercial is going to be using
1: a bail agent. Okay. okay, that's going to be where you go and use a third party. And that is generally reserved for the higher risk person. A low risk, non-violent, first-time offender almost never needs a bail agent. Okay, they're always going to get out on their own. But when a person's history and charges are such that their word no longer counts, then now they have to employ extra security. And that may be your pastor, that may be cash, that may be your bail agent, and that may even be some much- much as an ankle monitor.
0: All right, let me go back so, to Susan Gidry now. Okay? See
1: that we had in 2012, 2010, not long after Katrina, actually, we had this big movement. And it was basically described—they they converted corrections and deterrence from the jail into incarceration days, and they equated that to dollars. And groups like the Vera Institute came in, and they began peddling this idea that we could use a computer-generated algorithm to determine risk—risk risk to re-offend, risk to fail to appear. But what was interesting is we were able to show after the Mother's Day shooting that a guy shoots nineteen people at a Mother's Day parade and his risk score is only a six out of twenty-four. Mm. This is it was a fraud from the beginning. It was a it was a money grab. And Susan Gidry was part of that process. They created a bail reform measure that they introduced into the city that eliminated the police NOPD's ability to do anything with misdemeanors. Now, on the surface, that sounds good. You should never arrest a misdemeanor. But what it turned into is you have an NLPD officer out there. They see this young man shaking doorknobs on cars. Mm-hmm. They go up to him. So far, all they have is a misdemeanor. But because the hands-off order by Susan Guidry's committee took place, they can no longer do anything more. They can't arrest him. They can maybe give him a ticket, but they don't have any ability to take him into custody and create a further investigation that may determine that he's broken into eight cars committed felonies. They have they've neutered the municipal court. The municipal court is no longer a functioning criminal justice body. You if you don't want to go to court, just don't go. They can't do anything. If you don't want to pay your fine, just don't pay it. The judge has no ability to order you into jail. Paul Sins, none of the judges in municipal court can put you in jail. They have no ability to do it based on Susan Gidry's bail reforms. And that is the fuse that lit the torch that we're suffering under right now. That was the only way they could go from the 7,000-bed facilities that they were running to 1,200 beds in the city. And now we're suffering. We're suffering because there's nowhere to put the extreme people. And here's where we've, we've evolved to. Ten years ago, I was putting ankle monitors on domestics and drunks. Today, I'm putting ankle monitors on rape, carjacking, armed robbery, and murder. And that is insane. That should not be taking place. But they don't have any other options. There's no room at the end. We warned them in 2014 that this is where we would end up. So instead of complaining, we created a solution because we knew what was coming. And at this point in time, the only thing protecting this city is this process.
0: Wow. Let me uh, take a break, Matt, and digest all of that because you got my jaw on the ground here Um, from what you just told me. Let me take a break and we'll pick it up here. We'll come back. We're talking with Matt Dennis, local bail agent, about how the bail system works and about electronic monitoring i know we're not going to get all of this in today so maybe we can have you back matt hopefully whenever you can make it in the nine o'clock hour or however long it takes because this is stuff that's got to get out there and i'm glad you're spending the time with a 721 traffic now wwl 727 tommy tucker wwl spending some time with matt dennis bail agent electronic monitor provider and a, and a very successful businessman um when we last left the story, due to the bail reforms that were instituted in 2017, led by then Councilperson Susan Guidry, Matt says you says he was putting uh, ankle monitoring bracelets on. Say it again, Matt, how you said it?
1: Uh, prior to this evolution, we were doing domestics and drunks, probation people, people that belong on ankle monitors. And now it's converted to... Everybody in the jail that they have no room for, murder, carjacking, rape. I mean, I can go over case after case by name and date of the type of people we have in. And if you look at the map of the city and the dots in the city, most of our community would be very nervous. Now, I, I want people to understand something. This program is not your typical ankle monitor program. This is a full arrest power program. The people in this program, for lack of a better word, behave. They don't have an ability to do anything else. It is extremely strict. Uh, Real quick, I want to just read, you know, our mission statement means something to us. ensuring that no person is stuck in jail simply because they cannot afford their bond while protecting public safety and promoting personal responsibility. The first part of that mission statement I took from the Vera Institute, they wanted everybody to believe that the only reason you went to jail is because people hated you. It had nothing to do with your crime. It had nothing to do with what you were accused of or your history. We added the protecting public safety and promoting personal responsibility, because until you do those two things, there's no jail release program that's going to work. If you don't involve the person being released in their release, then they're going to commit more crimes. The mistake that people make is to think, one, keep them in jail, which you don't want that. Not if you're going to protect the innocent. You want to make sure you have a day out to be able to get out of jail. The other thing is, is judges tend to think that 24-hour home incarceration is the answer. And the last thing you want to do with a young mind that's having trouble is lock him into a four-walled world and give him nothing to do. If we can't help them get jobs and get them involved in their own release, let alone their rehabilitation, then they're never going to change. And that is where our success comes from. We've been asked over and over, would we take taxpayer money? And it's a blanket statement. And I can, the only blanket answer I can give is no, absolutely not, because you'll ruin my program. Is there a need for assistance for indigents and mental case issues and juveniles? Yes, but not as a blanket statement. If we don't Involve people, they're going to re-offend. So, you know, it's it's been an interesting ride, but I'm happy with where we are. New Orleans has come around. They've learned to operate in this world. If we don't do something to increase the deterrence of our jails and give back the municipal judge their power, we're not going to solve this problem. The first thing the city needs to do is repeal that bail reform law, give the police back their investigative power, give the judge back their deterrence, then if you don't do that, keep this in mind, that if you go to municipal court on a misdemeanor, me and you, we like to fish, we like to do things that require special licenses, that if we refuse to go to court, they take all those from us. They won't let us fish no more. But the guy that doesn't care, that doesn't care if he has a driver's license or a fishing license, he just never goes to court. You end up with a criminal justice system only fueled by the honest. And it, basically caters to the dishonest, and that's what we have in New Orleans. That's why we're seeing young criminals become old criminals, and we're not taking that away. We went from one extreme to the other extreme. We have to come back to the middle.
0: Matt, we have to take a break for news. Uh, Please uh, hang on, y'all. Matt's going to be back, and he'll spend the hour with us, bail agent, electronic monitor provider. This is inside information here. And we're going to continue the conversation when we return on WWL. seven forty four sixteen before 8, Matt Dennis, our guest, bail agent, electronic monitor provider, nice enough to give us an hour of his time, and I hope he'll give us some more of his time in the future. He's got a lot to say. I want to hear it. I'm going to get out the way. Matt, we've got to talk about juveniles.
1: Yeah, listen, you know, one thing real quick on, the, on what I've said on the order of things, the Susan Guidry bail reforms need to be repealed. They can start with our DA. He was one of the signers. Our mayor was one of the signers, and they need to work together to get rid of that. Um, juveniles is suffering under another law that was passed, a law that dropped an iron curtain right in front of everybody. Nobody in the community—not the, not the media, not the citizen, not the activist group—nobody can see any names, nobody can see any charges, and nobody can see anything that's going on, and that is a disaster. We are monitoring juveniles. They are extremely dangerous. And what it's turned into is, please just help us hide these from the public. They don't want us to really supervise them. When we have a juvenile that breaks the rules, there must be a strict set of procedures in place to correct that. And when we send a violation report to a court and a judge ignores it, not one, but 30 What do you think you are teaching that young 15-year-old or 14-year-old? And that's the problem we have. I literally have to strong-arm elected judges, and I do that by taking the juvenile into custody and bringing it to their doorstep and telling them, you're going to take them or I'm going to make a spectacle out of this. They're crap, they have nowhere to put these juveniles. They want us to watch them, but they want me to watch them in a way that nobody really tells the truth. And I cannot do that. We must absolutely get control of the juvenile problem. And the only way you're going to do that is to absolutely get these judges in order. We had to arrest a young 16-year-old boy last week. He absolutely ignored every order of the court. If it wasn't for the work that Rafael Granacci did, he would have never been rearrested and taken into that jail. We got held out front of that jail for hours because a judge said, I'm getting ready to take a nap. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. He was the duty judge. It was his job to issue the warrant so we could do our work. When the judge refused to do his job, we went to the bail agent that wrote the bond, and we just did our job. And it was against the judge's will. Until we change that, this fire will not go away. We have a program that we introduced to NOPD over a year ago. It's called Proximity Reporting. It is what caught the i-10 service road shooter that killed the uber driver and i listened to your program yesterday Mm -hmm. um and that poor lady she is so strong the wife of the uber driver did not does not deserve where she's at right now Mm -hmm. we created this environment and if we don't do something to change it it's going to get worse so we we can't continue to just try to hide what's wrong. When we tell a judge somebody's doing wrong, they need to do something immediately. This is the only way we're going to correct this problem. Proximity reporting gives NOPD an ability to take a crime location and a crime date and time and determine if anybody wearing an ankle monitor was at the scene of that crime. The 8th District has done it religiously since we turned them on to it a year ago. Many of the other districts have quit doing it because they just don't ever find any criminals. Nobody in our program is committing crimes. Two things. One, do it consistently because you will find people that are breaking the rules. Two, lower the bar. Quit looking for just murders and carjackings and look for the shoplifters You could have serial shoplifters. Jefferson caught one. The girl was booked on over 100 shoplifting charges all across the greater New Orleans area. So you have to use the tools in front of you. And in this case, they did. And they used it well. And it has caused a flood, not only of NOPD officers getting involved, but Jefferson has asked. St. Tammany is involved. St. Bernard is involved. They're all using our proximity reporting program. And just so you know what that means, we have thousands of people in our program all over the country. New Orleans, when we took over, had 45 people on ankle monitor. The taxpayer paid $1.2 million. You got a Domino's pizza delivery driver murdered. You got a woman pistol whipped and carjacked. We took over. We maintained two to 300 people in our program at any given moment just out of Orleans and it doesn't cost our city or our taxpayers one penny. Okay, so this is this is the right way to do it.
0: This data with the proximity of reporting, you share pro bono. You don't get paid for this, right?
1: No, that's absolutely not. We do not get any money. And not only that, we provide the training. We provide 24-hour assistance. If they can't get it right, we send someone to them. So it's completely interactive.
0: Are you familiar? Uh, are you rather comfortable calling out the judge that had to take the nap? If not, I understand you have to work with these people.
1: Well, listen, I'm, if you know me, I'm not afraid. I don't care who you are. If right. you're not going to do this right, I'm going to call you out. Well, I just don't know it? which judge it was. It oh, was you don't, don't know? It was the judge Friday. No, Raphael would know. The duty know judge on Friday. And, and Whoever it, the duty judge was on Friday. And I'm going to go one step farther. They called my agent an hour after he left the jail and say, hey, do you know where the kid's at? We can't find him.
0: Are you kidding me? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let, let me let me go yeah. back. Let, let's take this as a case study, Matt, if we can. Um, go back to to where uh, before it was that you got involved with the judge and what you needed from the judge. What led to that circumstance where the judge said you got to wait because I got to take a nap? Let's start there.
1: Well, we had uh, we had an individual that was consistently breaking the rules, and uh, we, we could just run and grab them, but a lot of times, it's as a lesson for the judges, because they forget they're judges and not activists, okay, and what we need them to do is take part in this process and not just dump it off on others, so we forced the judge to make the call, and we were able to work with the chief of trials, Bob White, and we were able to secure a warrant finally, finally. On Friday. And it took way too long. It never should have taken. The grandpa was begging, please come get him. The family was begging, please. He's either going to die or commit new crimes. Please stop this. And it took that long. The judge didn't care. I'm sorry. His judge just didn't care. And if it wasn't for the Iron Curtain, I could take it to people like Pearlstein and. Tell me what you mean by the Iron Curtain, Matt. We have passed a law in our state that has made it impossible oh, to oh, okay. actually tell what's happening.
0: Got you with the juveniles. I got you. Okay, go That's ahead. That's correct. Yeah.
1: So with that iron curtain in place, we have no ability to expose what's happening. And we're, we've elected judges that are not there to protect the public. They're there to advance an agenda. So we end up, we arrest the child, we take him to the jail, and here comes the clown show. And it takes... Way too long and way too many people to get this kid arrested. And I mean, we arrested him, but it took too long and too many people to get him into the jail. It's like foreign language to them.
0: So you're you're there with the kid that you picked up from the monitor after violations and you need the judge to do what? Correct me if I'm wrong so far.
1: Well, so far, the judge has already done it. We got them this issue the warrant. That okay. was the first high hurdle. Once the judge—first, we had to have him acknowledge us. Then we had to have him issue the warrant. Now we have to have them take the defendant from us. And those three things, it's like pulling teeth out of a duck. You can't get it done. I mean, it's just—we did it, and we'll continue to do it, but it should not be this way. Who was and waiting then for-
0: after. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just wondering uh, well, who was it's waiting. All said and done, how do they call me and say we can't find the kid? After you turned yeah, him over then, to him?
1: That we turned him over to NLPV and to the jail, to the youth jail, and
0: they lost the kid. I don't know how they found him. I don't know where. Was he still wearing the monitor or not? No, no, no. no. We took the monitor off when we
1: put him in jail. <laughs> My they God. lost him after we gave him to them at the jail. I'm saying they lost him at the jail. They couldn't find him. They didn't know where they thought we took him. We, they thought we took him with us. How do you do that?
0: Give me some final thoughts here, Matt, before we let you go. Uh, final thoughts. We need
1: to keep doing what we're doing, it's working. They do need to repeal the bail reforms. We need standards in the city of New Orleans that make sure nobody comes into the city just to make money off ankle monitors. If you're not reporting to the judges, then you need to go. The judges understand how it works in criminal court. They're doing a fantastic job. Some of those judges are as mean as they can be. Those are the best judges. The ones that want to beat me up every day I go to court are the ones I like the best because they keep it honest. We need more of that. Judge Nandy Campbell is a perfect example. Um, We have excellent judges on that bench that need to continue doing what they do. They recognize what's wrong with the city, and they recognize how to properly use a program. We must institute standards in the city. People will copy what we're doing, and they'll turn it into trash. We cannot let that happen. It is important. Our city needs this.
0: And when you say it's working, you mean as far as your monitoring program, not The Susan Gidry reforms, just to be clear.
1: It's not the monitoring, it's the supervision. There's a difference between monitoring and supervision. Monitoring programs have deniability built into them. They're designed to blame the judge and the sheriff. Ours is a supervision program. Nobody can be blamed but me. That's what sets us apart. If I don't do my job, it's me. I did it. It's not the judge's fault because I don't need the judge. It's not up to the judge. I don't need the sheriff. I don't need NOPD. They can't do
0: this. But that being said, you still don't want to put a monitor on a rapist or a murderer.
1: I don't know. I've learned a little bit. Some, yes, in many cases I can, in many cases I can't, but as a filter mechanism, we can tell you which ones just be willing to do your part. If I say, look, this one does not have any functioning family support or anything else, and it's just going to be a disaster. You need to keep this one. We'll take the ones that have infrastructure in their life, that have family. People think, let him go because he's on drugs. Have you talked to the grandma? Have you talked to their mom? Some of the people want them in there. There's a lot of reasons why people are in jail. It's not just because they're poor. You can't make blanket statements. You have to look at each individual one at a time, and that's what judges do, and they do a good job doing that.
0: Thank you, Matt. I appreciate your time. I hope we talk to you again. Matt Dennis, bail agent, electronic monitor provider. A lot there, 755, 5 till 8, traffic now, WWL. From the Acadian Windows and Siding WWL Traffic Center, I'm Courtney P. Good morning, Bonnie. Carey Spillway, no delays to report in either direction. I-10 East Kinner to downtown New Orleans, moderate delay starts just beyond 3:10. A little heavy around the airport, easing at Will.